Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Tom Lewis of IndieCornrows.com, here to bring you the latest news and notes about the Indiana Pacers. And today's episode is presented by SeatGeek and their wonderful SeatGeek app, which you can use with promo code LOPACERS to earn $20 back on your first ticket purchase. Okay, on this episode, we will catch up on the off-season news, which is suddenly firing on all cylinders, as this week will turn out to be a huge week for the Pacers, potentially, as the NBA Draft Combine got the draft process rolling last week, and the Pacers' first pre-draft workout was on Monday at the Fieldhouse. Also, this week, on Thursday, the NBA will announce the All-NBA teams, and as we all know, if Paul George makes one of the three All-NBA teams, he is set for a mega payday with the Pacers and will be much more likely to remain past the end of his current contract. So big news this week. Also, Paul George is on Jimmy Kimmel Live on Monday night. So that's <laughs> on the other end of will he stay or will he go? Of course, Magic Johnson uh, you know, pretty much tampered with PG's free agency time uh, when he was on Jimmy Kimmel a couple of weeks ago, saying that uh, you know he would surely be friendly with PG, although giving him some winks about wanting to have him join the Lakers. So I'm sure that will be a major topic of discussion on the Kimmel Show tonight, and we'll see what PG has to say. Should be interesting because, you know, PG will not be representing the Pacers, essentially. He will be representing himself. This isn't something that Pacers set up. You know, there's no David Benner, no Chrissy Myers there, you know, so uh, it's all him working with his people. So we'll see uh, how he reacts under those circumstances and uh, what he has to say to Kimmel, who is an L.A. fan. So no doubt he'll be uh, doing his sell job on PG tonight for sure. I think it would be hilarious if they had, you know, Reggie Miller riding in out of the canyons uh, near Malibu there to uh, come in and and, uh, give PG some dap and tell him to stick with the Pacers. That would be some good uh, Hollywood quote-unquote drama for the late-night show. But of course, regardless of whether PG stays or goes, he's still under contract for another season. Really getting a feel that he's going to stay again for another year. We'll see how things roll out, obviously. But, uh, you know, getting one of those all-NBA slots would, you know, offer him the opportunity at the five-year $210 million extension, which is crazy. Um, as opposed to the five-year $180 million extension or the four-year $130 million extension another team could offer him. And 
one thing about that extension, of course, is it would kick in in the 18, 19 years. So picked up that little nugget today, and uh, that's, uh, you know, adds another year. I mean, that would have PG uh, definitely well past his prime uh, in the league. So uh, should be a uh, interesting week to get things started. Another point on that is, you know, uh, Nate Taylor, uh, the Indy Star beat writer, has a vote on the All-NBA teams. And writing about this, he's been saying that in his informal polling of colleagues who have voted, um, you know, not many of them have PG on their ballots. Uh, he has voted. He did vote for Paul George. Uh, before the vote, he stated that essentially uh, if they made the playoffs, he was going to vote for him. If not, he wasn't. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of funny because you always hear of journalists, especially old school journalists, always saying that the writers, the, the journalists shouldn't be part of the story. But in this case, the NBA is forcing the writers to be part of the story. And, you know, Nate Taylor is doesn't like it. I know that. Uh, but, you know, he's kind of forced to discuss this, explain, you know, because it's a public vote that um, he has to basically explain his vote, tell what he did. And, you know, that puts pressure on him. It puts pressure on all the other media guys because they may want to just go along with the crowd and make sure they don't do anything controversial that's going to make them even a bigger story um, in, in this case if certain guys do or don't make it. And, of course, Gordon Hayward in the same boat with the Utah Jazz. Uh, both those guys, it seems like one may get all NBA nod, but not both. And really, that's going to, you know, could very well decide uh, the future of both franchises. Uh, and, you know, there's a few other teams involved here. Obviously, you know, anybody who's making these all-NBA teams now uh, and has their contracts coming up, whether it's this year, next year, or uh, the following year, where you, you need to get uh, two of these awards, you know, this is huge. Uh, even, you know, for team like Washington, you know, John Wall in a couple of years uh, made me to make the All-NBA team this year to stack up enough to get an extension or other teams are, are going to have players in that situation coming up. So to me, it remains a messy uh, way to determine the benefit and allow teams to try and help keep their players without being outbid uh, by other teams. Obviously, I don't have anything off the top of my head that would be better. You would think that even if they allowed one player, you know, regardless of whether they were All-NBA or All-Stars or whatever, if, if the uh, team wants to uh, give them a max, then, you know, maybe you get one player every, you know, three to four years, uh, something like that. Uh, obviously, that would put pressure on the home team, but then, you know, you got to be smart about the way you're uh, going to dole out the big money. And it would also eliminate this insanity of having all the media guys uh, voting and having their votes public and just having the whole thing debated. I mean, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but, you know, Bill Simmons has a podcast, goes through a, a full, you know, 20-minute discussion about, you know, why he's voting for James Harden over uh, Russell Westbrook, why he's leaving Paul George off the All-NBA team. And, you know, other voters are listening to that stuff. They're influenced by it. Uh, and, you know, and then their votes are tallied up and some group think can, can develop. Uh, it just is a bad uh, situation because media guys got to report. They got to write. And 
when they know they're going to be part of the story, they're going to write about it. So everybody knows everything, and there can be some, you know, obviously guys with more sway, more seniority, you know, more popular, whatever it may be, uh, and they're going to be swaying votes. It's, it just becomes uh, a ridiculous exercise. And especially you got guys in different markets want to maybe people really want Paul George to play in L.A. Uh, more so than Indiana. So uh, if they feel like, oh, well, if I leave him off, then maybe he can uh, be free to go elsewhere. It's We've been talking about the insanity uh, over and over again. But uh, as the vote comes down, I was just reading Nate Taylor's recent article, and I could almost hear the anguish in the voice of his words uh, that, this is the situation, and uh, you know he has to vote on it, and it's not great. He has to go in that locker room after voting. Everybody knows how he voted. For a guy who's just reporting on a beat, uh, that's a challenge because you know there's relationships, and it it really again adds another layer to the sub you know the subjectivity of this vote across the league uh, by all these media members. So not ideal, uh, but. That's what we have this year at least, and uh, it will be revealed on Thursday. So uh, we will definitely have more on that when we we learn one way or the other. I guess the house money is on PG not making an all-NBA team, so I guess expect that uh, we'll move into, okay, is he really going to stay, or uh, are they going to deal him mode? And uh, that will commence, uh, you know, about five minutes after the reveal, I guess. <laughs> so it uh, should be an interesting week, to say the least. Now, before we move on, I want to take a minute to mention the good folks at SeatGeek. You know, buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deals for that game or show you want to go to. And none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and a website that make it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. I used SeatGeek during the season. Uh, definitely had a great experience in the playoffs, getting tickets for Game 3, good seats, easy access, uh, good price, and uh, family was able to join me down at the field house for Game 3, and, well, was that a wild one? Uh, but, you know, SeatGeek is always the first place I go look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the app on my phone, and, you know, just pop it open, uh, look for the event you want, look for the big green dot, and uh, pick that seat. Because everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time and money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck, that's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. And best of all, for my listeners, get a $20 rebate of your first SeatGeek purchase. To get a $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Then enter promo code LOPACERS. That's all one word, all caps, LOPACERS. And then SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOPACERS today. All right, let's move on from lamenting the future state of the Pacers with or without Paul George and talk about 
who could be a future pacer uh, with the NBA draft ramping up. Uh, teams are preparing uh, for both the first and second round. And on Monday, the Pacers held their first pre-draft workout at the Fieldhouse. And it was kind of a high-profile name game there, although not real high-profile prospects. Of course, the Pacers have the 18th and 47th pick, so they're not going to have the you know top 10 players in uh, for draft workouts. But Caleb Swanigan from Purdue uh, was part of the action, uh, along with Jordan Bell of Oregon, uh, Josh Hart of Villanova, Wesley Iwundu of Kansas State, Monty Morris of Iowa State, and Derek White. Uh, from Colorado, and of course, with six guys in for a workout, uh, they kind of match them up eventually. When uh, they, after going through drills and things, they play a little three on three. So you know, Swanigan and Bell battle is a couple of active power forward types, uh, and then Iwundu and Hart match up as wings, and Monty Morris and Derek White went at each other more from a point guard combo guard uh, matchup there. And all these guys right now, if you look at uh, Draft Express, uh, their latest mock, all these guys are second-rounders. I think White is the highest-rated uh, in that draft at 31. Uh, I think Swan against 37. Uh, but they went up uh, into the 50s. So, you know, this could be uh, considered uh, guys that are possibly going to be available uh, late in the second round. Maybe some guys jump up. You know, Swanigan uh, is kind of a wild card. He obviously had uh, good numbers, over 18 points and over 12 rebounds a game at Purdue in his second season, improving vastly uh, from his freshman year. Uh, there were some good stories after his interview. Uh, he was mobbed uh, by the media after the interview because he still hasn't signed with an agent, fully declared that he's leaving Purdue. So that makes it real intriguing because... Of course, Purdue would love to have him back for a junior year, and uh, he would make uh, the Boilers uh, definitely a, a probably a top ten team uh, going into next season. And the idea is, he seemed hell bent on going to the NBA after his freshman year, uh, but now he's not jumping at it after such a big year when you know his stock isn't going to rise regardless of what he does at Purdue next season. Uh, unfortunately, that's the, the game <laughs> that we play here with the NBA. It's it's all about upside and and potential. And you know, the older you get, uh, the less your game grows, and and the less uh, you know, more spotlight is on your game and all your flaws. And uh, but Swanigan has been impressive. Obviously, you know the story of him dropping weight. Uh, from the mid-300s when he was uh, in middle school to now he, he looked really lean at the field house today, probably around 250. Uh, and, you know, really, he seems like David West almost cloned. Uh, he, he's got that pick-and-pop ability. He's a little bigger physically than West, maybe a you know half-inch shorter. Both have long wingspans of about 7'4". Pick-and-pop, boom. You know, I think Swanigan probably has better range from three-point line, something he's worked on. And, you know, that's just, you know, if David West was coming out this year, he'd probably have the same thing. Uh, but it's interesting because David West's game right now is kind of a dinosaur in the league. And uh, that's one of the, you know, knocks on Swanigan is uh, can he do anything else uh, but play around the rim and, and not being a huge uh, guy, even though he's big and strong. He's still not tall, uh, going to be tougher to get shot off around the rim in the NBA. Uh, but those rebounding numbers usually 
transferred pretty well to the NBA. So uh, I think there are some teams that are going to be trying to steal him. And, oh, man, can see him going to a team like the Spurs or one of these teams that's already in pretty good shape and adding him and, and developing in a good program uh, would be outstanding for Swanigan. Uh, I, I guess the story coming out of the field house was that his heart says he wants to go back to Purdue. His head tells him he needs to go to the NBA. He needs to stick it out and get his shot and go for it. And it seems like, I imagine at the end of the day, that will be the case. Uh, but you never know. Uh, we've seen crazier things happen uh, with uh, the draft. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just hope he gets that opportunity after, you know, such a rough upbringing, uh, getting, being able to cash in on all the hard work he's put in. Uh, and, and, you know, it was work that last year he was told he wasn't good enough to get drafted. So he had to, you know, ramp up the work again. And, and from all accounts, he's done that and then some and put himself in position uh, to have a chance to make an NBA team. So uh, wish him nothing but the best. And, you know, Jordan Bell, he's a guy who's uh, made some a splash in, in the NCAAs, uh, you know, big active big guy, similar to Swanigan, uh, maybe a little more bounce in his game, uh, maybe definitely not as refined uh, an offensive player uh, by any means, but defense rebounding maybe closer to a, you know, Kenneth Fareed type, uh, maybe, you know, poor man's Dennis Rodman, whatever you want to call him, uh, that type of player and a uh, real active guy. Uh, I think, you know, Derek White was the highest rated player and I think, you know, all these guys would be... Um, Valuable, obviously, at 47 uh, when the Pacers pick. So we'll see how that shakes out. One of the note, uh, you know, obviously all the Pacers' brain trust was there watching, and that did include Larry Bird. Uh, so uh, he was there, and also Swanigan was the only player after the workout that uh, Bird pulled aside and, and chatted with for a while. So must have seen some things they liked there. It sounded like he shot the three pretty well in some of the drills. Uh, and that is really going to be something that probably makes or breaks, not whether he makes it in the league, but uh, how he he gets drafted. I mean, that's just a game right now. If you can knock down the three, uh, your draft stock is going to rise. So uh, we'll see where Swanigan ends up. And at this point, he could still end up at Purdue. Uh, you never know. So uh, maybe he feels like he's got his game in a place where he's going to uh, be able to deliver in the NBA whenever he gets there and doesn't mind going back to Purdue and putting in another season and maybe trying to up his stock and get uh, a surefire first-round uh, pick next year. Uh, we'll see. But his presence made for an uh, entertaining first pre-draft workout by the Pacers. Another note this week, the NBA draft lottery is on Tuesday night, which will set the top of the board, and the Celtics have the best shot at number one pick uh, thanks to their incredible deal with the Brooklyn Nets that gave them their pick. So now we'll see if the Celtics can win game seven on Monday night and the number one pick on Tuesday night. Now that would be a good week. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, of course, if you want to reach out, love to hear from you. You can find me at IndieCornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at IndieCornrows. And once again, thanks to SeatGeek for presenting this episode. Make sure you use the promo code LOPACERS to get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. And you can find the podcast on audioboom.com. Also, subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. 
where all prayer episodes are also available. And that's all for now. You've been listening to Locked On Pacers on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got it.